127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry, 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do, podcast crew? I was looking at the levels. That went hot. That was like red, huh? You red hot. (laughs) You got some some pent up podcast energy. Dude, we're, we're back, man. First time this year. Without like the 12 days of Christmas, like for first full episode yes. of 2023. Hey, whoop. Who was that? Over that, there? Was a, that was a weird noise. <laughs> T? Well, <laughs> no, it's Bailey. Hey, hey. Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself because there may be some people who, who don't. She came just into the podcast really, really quick. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah. like, she's here. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited. Name- my name is Bailey Sanderford, but a lot of people call me Bailey Joyce. Um, Bailey Joyce. Yeah. And I just graduated from Texas A&M with a degree in, hold your breath, recreation, park, and tourism sciences. Whoop. <laughs> and so I well, studied. I'm going to have to hear that story. <laughs> I didn't even know that was your degree. I studied tourism management, event planning, and hospitality management, which isn't any shorter than the title of my major. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what you just said to me, but carry on. Yeah, I wanted to do stuff with missions or ministry or whatever, and that's where I landed. Um, so now I work at the church, and I hang out with the college ministry, and I hang out a lot with my favorite person, Renee Brady, um, in she women's awesome. ministry. Podcast hero. So, yeah, Renee Brady. People were so excited for that episode. Oh, your, yeah. your mentor was booming. Oh, yeah. People were like, I gotta, I gotta click on that now. I gotta get on that. She's everybody's like mom. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, pretty awesome. Jeez. And your and your world's about to get a little bit more busy because there's a lot on the table for mm-hmm. Bailey Joyce at the beginning of 2023. Yeah, well, my I in 2022 my word was rest, and so I <laughs> did a lot of that. And now she I'm build it up. Yep, yep. Not she gone gonna be doing that. So I like to dance. So before the podcast, I did a little. Like to routine to um, glorify because that's what our topic's kind of over. Glorify. So, um, is there a song called Glorify? Yeah. Okay. Glorify. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that without. Can't be no, it's like anymore. a hype. <laughs> it's like a anymore. hype song. Is it? Yeah. Is it actually a song? Yeah. That's what I was asking. No, I just came up with. One. I know. I know. You probably thought that was a song. <laughs> I mean, everything is a song, Zach. You're right. I'm the a, level of how good it is by Jordan Feliz. <laughs> glorify jordan feliz oh but there's and uh, there's lecrae in a version of it i think i'm about to get copyrighted here it's not gonna take long this one so you were dancing in here to that not in here no at home it's getting oh she'll get hyped tiffany davis got a video of it oh yeah is td in town she no she's how oh you took a video and sent it to her (laughs) that's bold oh (laughs) I could never take a video of me dancing. No, there's zero chance. There, there's probably negative evidence of me dancing, but the, <laughs> there's no shot. Was it just like in your room? Like in your living room? In the living room? room? Yeah. Wow. That takes, that takes some boldness. Just for fancies. In my former days, I was drill team captain, you know. Drill team captain. <laughs> Back in high school? Yeah. Where'd you go to school at? Stephenville. Stephenville High School. And so why A&M over Darleton? Well, I came here or for architecture. Steven. Oops. Oh, so you switch majors. Yeah. Yeah. When did that happen? But that was the whole God story thing, so. We like those. Yeah. So we talk about 
God a lot on the podcast. Yeah. Just a little bit. So. God. So so this year, we talked about the business of this year. You work, well, we, we'll give you your title. We were talking about your title yesterday. And so we, I don't know if we even have an official title, but she is the women's ministry resident. Whoop. Oh, that's official. Well, we're, we, nothing's official. We don't Whoop. ever like give officially. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> um, but she's a college resident, which Whoop. is weird because you've actually graduated, but our residency is within 127. And so you're, you're a college resident, but your focus is with women's ministry. And working with Renee, and if the podcast world remembers, um, yeah, it's like episode five back then. Renee is is super pregnant. In fact, I think they're going to induce her in fifteen days. Um, yeah, if no, the babies shy. aren't here yet. So yeah, Two so weeks. yeah, so she's she's downhill. And there's a lot going on in women's ministry that you are fixing to become, I guess, the face of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the loop officially as the face of the women's ministry. That's the that's the title. I wonder what they put. Did they give you a title on the loop? I'm gonna have to go look. That could be your official that. title. The loop kind of got kind of guides us. So I also guess that so. new loop guy, man. I mean, I feel like I was technically called women's ministry and young professionals assistant. Assistant. Yep. You had your own office. She's well, still, I I'm, share with Hannah. She shares Brian. with Hannah. Whoop. I know, but I'm so jealous of that. It's a nice office. It's so nice. I'm a little bit jealous. It's all right. I shouldn't be. But I am. Anybody yeah. who gets the office in the main building Dude. has a nice office. Yeah. <laughs> Those of us in the mobile house. You don't there. have to walk outside to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I walk outside to go to the bathroom. Well, we don't go to the bathroom outside, no. for those of you that are wondering. <laughs> we have to leave our offices, which requires us to be outside for a little while until we hey. go into the main building. You got a so new awning now, so you know, <laughs> no complaining over yeah, there. Appreciate. Hey guys, we got you an awning to keep <laughs> yeah. you dry. Exactly. At least, at least you can pause in the prayer garden on your way. And, and just True. think about things. Look at those signs. Yeah. I think we're fixing to get a new sign. So, like a new no prayer more garden one? sign. No, that says that this this trailer house belongs to <laughs> <laughs> youth at college ministry. Where's that gonna go? I think in the in the rocks, like <laughs> <laughs> right oh right by the ramp. <laughs> This sounds so. It's it's a nice space. Okay, everyone else is wondering what's going on, but it's a nice space. I think y'all should just use that money to build like a, you know, like the um, the flat escalators in air, airports. Yeah, <laughs> just like build one of those down into the down where, into the you know, where we build it. <laughs> down the ramp. Uh, and you, there's like a little little switch to flip the direction of it. We have a moving sidewalk out there. Yeah, that'd be sick. I heard somebody say one time that if you're ever on a moving sidewalk, you have to assume the normal walking position so you don't scare the dogs. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Dude, I can think about it. I've been I've been at home for two and a half weeks yeah. doing mindless things. That just went right over. I don't even know what you said, to be honest with you. So so if you stand on a moving sidewalk. Stand on a moving so one of those things. If you're yeah. just standing still and Which, a dog looks at you, a dog's gonna lose his mind because you're gliding across the ground without moving. <laughs> like you're he doesn't understand where you're at. But if you assume a normal walking position, he goes, Oh, that's just like a fast human. Okay. I wonder what would happen if you put a dog on one of those things. Mm. They have dog treadmills, so it's kind of the same, but I think it would be trippy. When humans get on them, sometimes oh, yeah. you kind of, your balance, you kind of go, whoa. Yeah. I think a dog would, especially our dog, Koa, would lose her mind. I think the hey, trippiest thing, sorry, go ahead. No, that's, this will change the direction. That's so fine. This will be my last thing. thought on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, this isn't even that funny or important. Whenever those things don't move Stupid. and you're walking on them, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like holding on for dear life because usually like I'm expecting more movement and yeah. I'm, I don't know why you'd get on it when it's not moving, but same thing with escalators. Yep. But they're just stairs at that point. Yeah. Last night 
we uh, thank you that you came and our dog needs to experience more things like this. But Bailey came and took our dog just to go hang out Steal with her. Yeah, she stole our dog. When you walked out, did Alyssa tell you? No. When you walked out, Kyler started crying. <gasps> like, I don't want her to take the dog. <laughs> it was so sweet because he's just like, he's tenderhearted that way. And we're like, Aww. no, it's a good, like, so it's good for Kyler and it's good for, <laughs> good for Koa, Koa. Um, to experience that. So I so gave her you. back not too long later. It, it wasn't too bad. I get to hang out with her tomorrow too. Yeah. Are you, are you going? No. You're not going? Why not? I'm traveling to Dallas the next weekend too. And it was just too much travel. Okay. (laughs) We'll, we'll get back to this. So owning women's ministry stuff for Renee, which is going to be a lot, basically, even though she's kind of coaching you through it, there's the, for college students that are listening, I I think there's still signups for women's retreat. Oh yeah. Um, so we need to make that happen. We need to push that because it's going to be a blast. Please. I need three people in my room. It's at the George, which would be cool. So, so ladies join me, get, get in there. Um, for the women's retreat, it's gonna be cool. There's a college discount. There's a college oh. student discount, so we can put that out there. Word. We need to put that on our social media. Um, then What's the code? Is it like a code? code? Oh, touch smart. Touch point's too smart for that. You don't have oh, to put okay. in a code. Oh, just a, you're just a college student. I'm college. College group life. And okay. Get That's true. It does that. Um, and really starting on Monday is the official start date. We already said it, but as a, a resident now, there's more added to your plate as far as some theological and spiritual development. And oh, uh, she's feasting over there. She's, she's just, <laughs> she just did the Zeke feast. feast. Yeah. Which, which all those are true. It's one of the kind of intentional things that we, we shifted this year that I'm really, really excited about. We have two residents um, that will be starting, which would be cool. And we're looking to add more just in, in ministry-specific spaces. And so for those of you that have no, no idea about any of this, for, for students that are fixing to graduate or recently graduated, they're called to the ministry we're, we're pushing a, a pretty intentional program out in front of them uh, to help develop them over a couple of years uh, to be um, better leaders, uh, to be an asset to the church uh, that we can either hire full time, which is what we want to do for, for everyone. Well, I know we're not always going to have those spots, but to also to send out to other churches that uh, we put whatever worth our seal of approval is on people, um, but saying, hey, we tried our best with these and honored the Lord with their time and uh, you can have them. So that's where you're jumping into. And um, I'm going to I'm going to embarrass you. And then we're going to go after this podcast a little bit. Uh, when I was thinking through this side of it, and she knows this already, when I was thinking through the resident development stuff, many of the questions I was asking myself as far as how how should I be focusing on developing people were with Bailey in mind of here's somebody who the Lord has their hand, has his hand resting upon, is called into ministry, who is gifted and passionate about the local church and about missions and about people. How can I like not waste her time? Um, and, and be able to one, keep her around would be a win. But also if, if she's not going to be around, how can this type of development echo into other people's lives? And so you, you are one of those, and we talk about unique people that the Lord has used foundationally for ministry. You're one of those people that was the Lord put in our space that we, we thanked him for, um, and we'll continue thinking for. And I love that, that your life, even though you're humble about this, your life is going to echo, um, during this season, but then for a while. And so thank you one, I'm going to say that, but also thanks for being here and hanging out and, uh, taking T's place. (laughs) Yeah. So this is breaking news as well. Um, Bailey is taking T's place. Um, and this is also my last episode. Oh, you're shutting them down. On the podcast. <laughs> um, the other resident's taking over the host. Oh, dear. 
Um, that's going to go well. Yeah, no, I'm really excited for the, uh, in the future of the podcast, ultimately the future <laughs> of the next two years of, of the ministry here. Um, <laughs> Bailey's <laughs> shaking her head at me right now. What? That's not actually true. Yeah, no, I'm lying. <laughs> Listen, we, that would be, hilarious. we have a lot of liars on the podcast. Yeah, I'm one of them. Right now there's one and you're taking the place of the other one, <laughs> but not full time. Unless this goes really well, then you might full time take his place. Hey, come on. Well, we've kind of hinted at this and there's been like a few <laughs> moments where we could have easily transitioned, but I'm glad we didn't. Um, cause now y'all have a background behind, um, some of the things that Bailey's sort of stepping into. Um, and so she's going to speak into um, this podcast. Um, and we're really excited for it, but we're talking about sort of, for those who weren't here, he gave a message this past Sunday on new year's day. Me. Yep. I did. That's wild. How many people were here, by the way, you said you were going to, did someone text you? More one, than I thought. One person sent me a text. Who was it? It was Ian. Dude, mad dog. He's a he's he's invested. And his guess was 72. Okay. Which was poor. It's a poor guess, Ian. If you're listening now, it's a poor guess, friend. Um sorry, Ian. Yeah. There I thought it was a great guess. Before I was there, I guess two twenty. Uh there were nine hundred and twenty four. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. On New Year's. It was a combined, day. right? Yeah. No, it, over yeah. two services. Oh, wow. So we averaged over 400 in two services. Wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's wild. I did not. We I didn't know I, what to think. I, that's probably about what we were thinking. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, during that message, you sort of talked about um, sort of your vision for this year, like personally, mm-hmm. um, like for yourself spiritually, but also as you lead M127. Um, and I'm, I could be wrong, but I think you said, do what glorifies God. Is that where the, we landed. That was the four word um, statement. So could you sort of explain uh, first, like how you landed on that? Because I think a lot of people um, walking into, new year, into a new year, um, I would at least hope that they want to, T's calling me now. That's unfortunate. T, sorry, bro. We are going to have you draft against Bailey, but you're a few minutes late. I apologize. This podcast would be an hour and a half long if we did that. Um, but we sort of you sort of landed on do it glorifies God. And so as people walk into a new year, they're probably going to want to set vision or even just a new semester. A lot of people have ideas of what they want to accomplish, um, whether that, that glorifies God or not. I don't know. So um, could you sort of give some insight of how you landed on that? Because um, I think a lot of people just step into it. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I think that's the idea behind New Year's resolutions. I just want to do this. Um, but I think there may be a little bit more behind that. So can you jump into that for a little bit? Uh, sure. And, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm my own worst critic or I'm terrible at judging myself is probably the other way to say that when I, when people are like, Hey, how'd the message go? I never know. Half the time I don't even remember what I said. Um, so I don't know how well I explain this, but my heartbeat behind these little mantras, these little statements that, that push me outside of resolutions is really kind of where my focus is at. Some people just go on one word, which, which I love that too. Um, I, I expand that a little bit so I can, uh, have more of a specific direction on where I'm looking. And so, so if my focus, um, going into the new year is, is on Jesus, or at least the mantra that I put before me is allows me to continually reset my focus on Christ. That that's going to be my overarching goal on these things, how I land at that point, how, how I develop, which is a weird way to say this, um, is coming up into the new year, especially on a, in a pastoral ministry cycle things, there's a lot of kind of there's rest that's wrapped up in it. One, especially in college ministry, which is kind of sweet. We hit pause and kind of roll into there. But even before that, 
we begin to think, what does the spring look like? Um, and then from the spring, the spring becomes a foundational thing for how we do ministry in the fall. And there, there's just a lot that's on our table. We have mission trip planning. We have all kinds of other things that, <clears throat> excuse me, are, I'm about to lose my voice, <clears throat> are wrapped up in the summer. And uh, so in all of that planning, I have to lean back and just begin to ask the Lord to speak to me in what he wants me to do. That, that's the first thing. I'm just praying those things. And in that, I don't, I don't zoom in on real specific things. Hmm. I don't, I don't go, okay, as you're speaking to me, I'm just going to, I'm going to dive into this one passage of scripture and just look for something. I actually, uh, I don't know if this is good or bad, but, but I, I, I lighten up a little bit (laughs) spiritually, which is a weird way to say that, but I allow some other things to kind of speak into my life, not mystically or anything, but I go, People, what, yeah. what what do you think about me? Other things that I'm reading that that are biblically based that that can be speaking into directional stuff. What am I learning right now? What do my relationships look like? There's a lot of those things mm. um, that come up, and I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find this note that I made on my phone. I didn't even think about this till just now. I because I think out loud so often, and I have all of these, and you guys get get irritated by my punctuation on my texts. <laughs> so bad. Siri Siri's learning my speaking habits so well that my text punctuation my text <laughs> punctuation has become aggressive. It it's terrible. You literally like I'm good. Period. Yeah, and I don't say the period on there, <laughs> but I say I'm good, and Siri puts the period on it now oh, it's because I, I use voice to text so much because I think out loud. And so as I was going through the year, um, this thing has continually risen up in me. But here's one of the notes that I said out loud just while I was driving. And this was at night because I was looking at the time. We're not not called to do what makes us happy. Hmm. We're called to do what glorifies God. Christianity isn't always sunshine and happiness. It's hard work, dedication to him. And, And the hard work thing was something I was thinking about before with do hard things. Um, the commitment was rising up in there. Um, and, and I wrote this, that it, my dedication is to him, not to us. And mm-hmm. I was intentional with the us because that includes me, but that includes my family, that includes ministry. Yeah. And I, it's real easy for me to go, I'm going to be committed to ministry. I'm going to be committed to First Baptist Brown. I'm going to be committed to 127. I'm committed to my family. Like those are things that I'm called to be committed to. But my ultimate dedication in all of those isn't those specific things. Mm-hmm. It's God. And so as I begin to mull on that, this, this thing just came to me, um, the, the sentence or the saying, just do what glorifies God just came to me. And, and that's not a, that wasn't like God literally speaking to me. That wasn't yep. any of those things. It wasn't, you know, writing in the sky. It's probably a culmination. If I really looked at it of a bunch of things mm. from messages that I've heard throughout my life, the people that I've allowed to speak into my life to things that have risen up. And then the creative side of that took off for me, which is dangerous for those of you that hang out with me, because then, because then it was four letters. And so it was the same thing with like, what would Jesus do that kind of stuck? Yeah. I was like, do what glorifies God. That's gotta be a bracelet. I got to order that bracelet. Oh gosh. And so I jumped online oh, and it's gosh. not a bracelet. Oh, no. And so then I was like, well, we have to make the bracelet now. DWGG. Um, and so I was like, DWGG almost sounds like dog. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> oh, and so that's going to take off too. There's all of these oh, things no. just continue to rise up and, Gosh. and it will echo for a while, but it became something that more than God going, Hey, this is your mantra for this year. Hmm. It was something that I wrote that really resonated that I be- continue to pray through that is now come alive in a way that I can't ignore, hmm. which 
for resolutions, the reason that resolutions don't work often for people is that we put something out in front of us that we're not passionate about or that we can't fully commit to um, in a way that we think that we should. And so we fail and we go and not worth it. Mm. Instead, this has become one of those things that I can't really ignore. And I'm putting reminders out in front of me. I'm doing all of those things, but it's also just become easy for me to go, oh, in this space, I'm just going to do what glorifies God. In this decision, I'm going to do what glorifies God. For my family, I'm going to do it. And so it, it's affecting how I think. That's that's big picture. Yeah, I, I didn't zoom in like on specifics, but there's a lot. If, if I'm going to say, hey, here's the one thing that you need to be doing is you need to be praying mm-hmm. a lot. And in praying, you're turning your attention to someone greater and allowing him to speak through whatever avenue he wants to. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I didn't have some burning bush moment but but in praying, I open myself up to that. Mm. And what's funny is, and I'm, I want to be careful here a little bit. But what's funny is, is the world that we live in. We've become so legalistic. I think even in the church that we go that God only speaks in these ways. Yeah. Um, but in the Old Testament, God God spoke through the burning bush, and God spoke through all of these other things that had risen up. And so uh, I have allowed some other noise that I trust that's biblically based and things to, to help dr- draw some of these. And then most of the time it's wrapped up in scripture already and then it's easy to apply. Hmm. That's good. And I think it's huge that it's not just like a one moment, like, oh, this sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Let me do this. Cause I think a lot of people will land on that. It's even in the Christian bubble, like, man, this sounds good. Like even with what you said, like, what would Jesus do? Like, I think people just jump on that train without really seeking the Lord in that of just like, yeah, sounds cool. Looks good on a bracelet. Yeah. Do it. Um, and something that stuck out, you said like this was like an entire year, but you were like this entire month, the Lord's been stirring this within me. And you said that from stage and I was like, what is the Lord stirring within us and like me individually the past, you know, however long mm-hmm. um, and let that kind of guide, not just like this one moment type thing. So that's really good. But I kind of want to jump into now, like, what does that even look like? What does it mean um, to glorify God? And I think a lot of people have this misconception of like, oh, I can only do this in church on Sundays and mm. Wednesday nights for youth or, or whatnot. So what does it mean to to glorify God? Um, I'd say there's a lot of ways like to glorify him. Um, one thing I always remember is he has given us breath. And so to give it back to him is glorifying to him, which means it's all over. It's not just at church. Um, we have the choice to glorify him all day, every day. Um, but a few things like kind of stood out when I was thinking about this topic. And one thing is I kind of work with volunteer with an organization, I go global, which we partner with a lot. And they focus on this idea of the bottom line in scripture. Um, the top line is a lot about us, you, me, we, um, and we see that a lot in, in a clear example that is given is Psalm 46, 10. It starts with, he says, be still and know that I'm God, which is about us, we get to be still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it goes in to say the bottom line is ultimately, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Um, and so it's all about um, his glory. And that's not an us thing, but he should just receive glory. And um, I, like a huge thing in my life is just kind of that stillness and resting idea, even in looking at that it brings God glory to be still in Hmm. situations and throughout our lives. So, so pausing can be glorifying to him. Hmm. Um, 
And another thing is we glorify him in repentance. Like when we don't, when we have done an action that isn't originally glorifying to him, uh, he doesn't want us to sit in that or to Mm -hmm. sit in sin. Um, But it is glorifying when we choose to repent and to walk away. So those are kind of some of my first thoughts. It's good. It's real good. Yeah. I like the response thing. Um, I think that's huge because a lot of us, I think, again, fall into a trap of, I can only do what glorifies God by the things that I do. But I think also in our response to when we fall, are we running to, to grace or are we running to like, oh, I didn't, I'm fine. I didn't do anything wrong. Like what's our response to when things go bad? And that's huge. Um, And is another way we can glorify God. You looking at me like that? Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to derail this. The the, the 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 easy place to go in scripture when we talk about that four word, do what glorifies God. I landed there. Even yeah, just go First Corinthians ten, yeah. and and in that, the the cool part about Paul talking about Christian liberty at this in this space when you know he starts in verse twenty three that everything is permissible, and then he yeah. he begins to walk through all of this, and and so so we think about like bless the Lord for what Jesus accomplished because now we can eat bacon. I mean, that is kind of the, the thought that we go through here, especially as, you know, good barbecuing Texans. This is, this is this idea, but what Paul is doing here in landing that plane is so whether you eat or you drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. And then verse 32 is give no offense. And, and so he, he takes the idea of everything being permissible, but functioning in a space that's proper do everything for the glory of God, give no offense is this sandwich that most of this thought of doing what glorifies God revolves around people. Mm. And, and in ministry, this is important. And, and it, it's something I have to remind myself of often. We make that joke. We've said it on the podcast before. Ministry would be a lot easier if I didn't have to deal with people, mm. but that's all that I do. Yeah. And, and so when I say do what glorifies God, it will often be 95 plus percent of the time my response to other people in a situation. How am I speaking to them? How am I responding to them? How am I loving them? How am I praying for them? All of those things. Um, and so this is a, it's a pretty big deal because a lot of times when we go do what glorifies God, our attention goes to the, to the vertical and we, mm-hmm. we, we want to be looking up and God's like, I left you on this planet mm-hmm. to look this way. Um, and so that's, that's part of the shift for me that I, I kind of want us to at least consider when Paul is, Paul is writing this. And when I write this, and when I think about that, that if I desire to do everything that pleases God, I'm not going to be successful if I disregard the thoughts of others, or if I, if I ignore other people or if I'm not other, if I'm not loving other people, well, mm. I'm not even going to come close to accomplishing this in the space that God has given me. Why? Um, because if, if I'm putting the love of Christ on display well in front of people, then, then the biblical promise is that they are going to respond with the help of the Holy Spirit in a way that's going to bring about justification, salvation, glorification, all of those things. And they get to be a part of it also. Mm-hmm. As I glorify God, people respond to it and they glorify God and people respond to it and they glorify God and people respond to it. So it goes from top line down to bottom line, which Bailey Bailey said, um, in a better way than I did, but it's something that we just need to focus in on because a lot of times we get outside of our, we want to go out <laughs> really, mm. really do, I'm yeah. going to do what glorifies God. And I'm going to ignore all you clowns. Um, <laughs> when instead he's like, Hey, I'm going to, you yeah. need to focus in. Mm. Uh, whenever I think about this verse, it is, 
I don't know. It breaks my brain a little bit. So whatever you do, whatever you do, I, I don't, I don't know. Like in every single thing that you do, like, have you thought about, and my attention goes to like when we eat, like this points past to what we're eating to like, why would, <laughs> like, how does a God like put something so amazing in front of me? Like McDonald's, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that's um, what God's thinking. Like, <laughs> McDonald's, that's going to get him. Um, but it's like, I don't know. When you really think about that verse, it really does kind of put into perspective a lot of things, like whatever you do um, while you're here uh, for those who are like at 127 or here in college station, like when you're at college, when you're in the classroom, when you're with roommates, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Yeah. That's a hard space to walk into. I think sometimes, Um, but I don't know. It, it challenges me a lot. I don't know. And I think it should because your question um, I had to jump over to the document. Look at your question. What, what does it mean to glorify God? Can I only do this in church? It's easy to do in church. Mm. Like it is. It's just, it's easy to do. And you should be able to walk into church and glorify God and it not feel yeah. difficult or strange mm. because everybody's doing it. I mean, mm. that is, like you walk, that's the expectation. That's the environment. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the other side of that is the challenge mm. for you. When you look at whatever you do, that's when... That's when a mantra for me, which again, it, it, I think is relatively simple, but also has been really profound for me going into 2023 to do what glorifies God is a reset button for me all the time. Mm. One, cause I work in a church and I'm planning worship services and we're, we're writing Bible studies and we're doing all of those things that I think probably fit pretty cleanly under that umbrella. So it's easy for me to not focus on that when I'm outside of here. Mm. It's easy for me. Like I've checked my box. I'm done. Yeah. This becomes the other when I'm driving do what glorifies God. Oh no. Mm. those those type of things begin to rise up so well when we when we think about it like that it kind of goes back to what we talked about in ecclesiastes with just like outside of the lord there like we Mm. all is vanity but when we put it under the umbrella of christ then in all things like in the things that he's given us we can glorify him like those things become good when we use them to glorify him Mm. yeah that's good that's a good connection i didn't really think about that um, this, I thought about this. So I was over Christmas break, um, driving around my, my mama. And, uh, so she, this would be a whole topic of conversation for another day. Claims to be a believer, no real fruit in that. Um, and she, this kind of goes into our question of, of why is God worth being glorified? Hmm. Um, cause I kind of got into a topic and she was like, man, isn't that selfish that he wants glory? for what he's done. Like that sounds really selfish. Um, and obviously like I I start speaking and hoping the Lord does something with that, but I kind of just want to ask like the question, why is God worth being glorified? Cause I think that then answers the question of why it's not selfish. (laughs) Well, you kind of changed the question a little bit with that. Sorry. I love it. Well, not in a good way, but, um, I was thinking beforehand, I mean, I told my dad, I'm a very simple gospel person. Like I, I need to do better about thinking about these kind of deeper questions because my first response is just like, because he deserves it. Like, duh. Um, but to really answer it for someone who doesn't get why he deserves it. Um, but I mean, for me, it's just like, he is the creator and author of all things. Like what was formless? He gave a form, like Mm. he brought form to. And so, um, 
it makes it really easy to look around and to see and just like kind of that fall on your knees type of response to seeing all these things from from nothing he produced something and a lot of things and so just wanting to glorify him and I mean I I guess I have to give a little contribution from the dictionary for, for yes. T's sake. Yes. Um, come, on, come on, Webster. <laughs> yeah. Webster Dictionary says... Um, T needs to make a dictionary. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he does not. <laughs> Sorry, that carry on. Glorify means to make glorious by bestowing honor, praise, or admir- admiration, or to light up brilliantly, or to represent as glorious, um, to mm. cause, to be, or seem to be better than the actual condition. Anyways, there's options, but... Um, just by bestowing honor, like it's, as we look around, in my opinion, see the good things of this earth and see kind of that like common grace, common good that mm. is around. We can't help it, but praise him or glorify him. But same thing, I would yeah. say glorify, praise, synonyms, synonyms, synonyms. There, there's a, a space that you have to be a little bit careful in this because I think there's an expectation um, in uh, why is God worth being glorified should kind of be a duh, mm-hmm. an, a duh answer mm-hmm. um, in the church. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, it's, it's foolishness to those who do not believe. And so that's the one thing that we're fighting against. And scripture is real clear, like our desire to glorify God to an unbeliever makes no sense. And so for believers that function in casual cultural Christianity, that becomes a a stumbling block uh, for you because you hear the noise from the world of saying what you're doing doesn't make any sense. Hmm. And, And that's something that will kind of blur your vision. We have to be like, that's true. We, we know people, um, especially in the, in the Christian bubble that is where we are, that this just becomes their functional norm. Like I'm a believer, but I don't really have a desire to glorify God. That's going to come later. Um, that's not really stirred up within me, any of, any of those things because the world has influenced them in, in such a way. Now this, this really goes back to Ecclesiastes, like the, what he was struggling with was not that he didn't know God. It was that the things that the Lord had had put on this planet that were promises to him to enjoy, he couldn't enjoy hmm. because his focus was in the wrong spot. And so I, I think not to go like big, big boy word with all of this, but, but our friend uh, up North, John Piper, I mean, when, when he talks about Christian hedonism is, is this idea that all of us should desire with with all that we have to maximize our love for God and our enjoyment for the things of God, because his cute little statement that he put out there, that God's most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. And so your first goal is not to find satisfaction in things, it's to find satisfaction in God. And then you find your satisfaction in those things by maximizing your love and desire for him under this umbrella that he's worth it. He's going to give us good things. Mm. But also when, when that comes alive most in you is when you're going to have the greatest spiritual impact. Um, and so you, when you're enjoying the things of Christ and you're putting them beautifully on display, other people are attracted to that lost and saved, yeah. especially lost people. They just begin to go like, what, why, what, what is this in you? They begin to ask the thing that I don't understand that I consider foolish is still attractive to me. Mm. 
Um, and the power of God is still something we saw it this week, like really, really clearly the power of God is something that people still 100% believe in all the time, even if they don't understand it. And so football mm. players take a knee on a field mm. and yeah. a stadium is hushed yeah. and Twitter blows up by going pray for. Yeah. And as a realist, I go 70% of these people yeah. have no relationship with Jesus and don't even know what it means to pray. And they're going, please pray. Mm. And it goes back to that response thing that we talked about earlier. Like prayer should be an immediate response. Um, and like, talking about people and just living it like glorifying God outside of the space of church is, is harder and um, more important. I mean, not more, but is very important. And uh, I've recently been just really reflecting on Psalm 96 and in my new study Bible, it says, um, that the theme Flex. of the passage is <laughs> how, to, <laughs> how to praise God. We can sing about him, tell others, worship him, give him glory, bring offerings, live holy lives. And so I just started looking at um, ways that it says to do that. And it says, sing, proclaim, declare, ascribe, worship, tremble, say among the nations. And so um, those things, we do all those things at church. Like you talked mm. about, John, we, we sing, we proclaim, we declare. Um, and so more that like when, when we go out of the church, um, it's harder to like proclaim and sing and declare, but it gives him all the more glory when we do. Mm. Oh man. That whole thing that happened this week blew my mind yeah. with, with football because like people's response to literally the vanity of life. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's what that was. And my dad and I were texting. I was like, man, life is so shorty Ex exclamation. What is like the response thing? Mm -hmm. Exclamation marks or whatever. And it, I think God sometimes uses like as terrible as it sounds, like God mm -hmm. uses these things to, to bring glory to his name. Sure. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm, I'm praying that like health is restored and there's been like good signs from Twitter, which not the most reliable source, but sure. we're trusting it right now. Um, but ultimately like this, <laughs> this plays into the thing that literally everything is, is pointing to the glory of God one way or one way or another. Yeah. Um, Romans talks about like, or even our sin, like people's response, like we talked about to their sin is going to bring glory, um, to the father, which is crazy and blows my mind. Um, but as we sort of wrap up, I just want to ask this question and there may be some practical <laughs> things and maybe some not so practical things. Uh, but what are some quick ways, not quick ways, but like people can take home and be like, okay, these are some ways that I can glorify the Lord in day-to-day -day life. Um, a lot of people don't associate rest with being able to glorify God. Uh, but what are some, what are some ways um, that we can do that in, um, in our lives? I'll say this and I'll let Bailey, I'll let Bailey land this plane. Um, with more specific, if you're okay with that. Uh, when, when we talk about either why is God worth being glorified or how can we, the, the same way that I have put in front of myself, this mantra, this reminder every day, um, what it really does is the same thing. If you were to make a new year's resolution is you are setting a goal that you desire to meet and you define that goal by what you want the end to look like. Uh, that, that's why we do that. That's just the logical behind. It's like, Hey, I want to exercise so that I can look this way. I need to lose weight. I, here's my target, all of those things. And, and if you set a goal without a target, you set a goal without a, a 
some sort of end, then you're going to fail in that. You're just going to wander around aimlessly. And so for all of us, when we, when we talk about glorifying God or how we can glorify God, you have to have the end mm. in, in mind all the time. What is your end goal in life? Is it to retire with this amount of money or is it to drag as many people as you can into the kingdom as you, as you want? Like we say, like, I want eternity to be rearranged because mm. of, because of my life. Um, and so the end goal is so important. That's why everybody stopped during that football game. And, and it went from, I mean, that's why Skip Bayless got thrown under the bus <laughs> because he was, he was so concerned about the season yeah. where everybody else went life. Yeah. Like the end goal has now changed mm. for them in an instant. It's slowly making its way back. People, it's softened a little bit now because yeah. it's not as intense. And so now we probably are going to play the game. We're good. All of those things, it's shifted. But if you can keep the end goal in mind mm. of going, like I, I, God's glory is my ultimate end goal. And I'm going to do everything that I can yeah. um, to, to little and big things to get to that point. Then, then your, your resolution, your, your desire to glorify God shifts yeah. tons of small ways that you can do that. Like, well, um, well, I think a lot of ways that we can glorify God are really countercultural, not what like everybody else is doing. And mm -hmm. so, um, like one thing is, and like kind of goes to your rest part, like so much of America lives in a rush rush, but one of like our biggest and overarching themes throughout scripture is the idea of rest. And so to really look countercultural and different than other mm. people, we can't just like rush from one thing to the next, but to like have that space to ask the Lord is what I'm doing glorifying you. Mm. Um, because a lot of times we don't use that test. And then, and like by asking that question, we should test and see, will this, um, will this action produce spiritual fruit? Because if we kind of keep moving, like if we're glorifying the Lord, then it will bring about spiritual fruit and grow that in us and produce that. And so we can ask the question, does this look like it's going to build any of those qualities? And if not, then it's just probably not really an action worth doing. Um, and so that's kind of one of my questions I ask throughout the day. Is this action going to produce a fruit of the spirit? Um, so that's a way to just test if we're glorifying God. Yeah. Such a, such a big, big question. Um, Zach, way to go asking big questions. Uh, I think Paul in the, I, I'll say this with podcast stuff like what, or I say this, especially in meetings too, like what's your final five? What are we missing? Get the final 5% out. Paul's last five words of first Corinthians 10, that they may be saved. Yeah. yeah. All of that was that. Was, uh, this is what we're doing. And so if you're going, Hey, I'm going to do what glorifies God. Are my actions leading to this, that they may be saved? Um, that's, a, it's just a cool little place to land on that yeah. for him and around all people like for in front of others. Too. Yeah. Mm. It's good. Love it. Well, we'd love if you guys, honestly, I think it's kind of a, a vision for our ministry now moving into Yikes. this year. Um, <coughs> obviously we're not going to be like, Hey, if you got something else, get rid of it because yeah. we're doing what glorifies God. Hopefully it involves that. Um, but we'd love if you guys join us in on this journey marathon, some might say, um, we're excited to see what God does this year. Excited for 2023. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Excited to get college students back in here. That's true. Yeah. Very true. Um, but we'll see you guys next week for episode. Gosh, we're, we're going on to 15 next week. Yikes. That's crazy. We'll see you guys.